That's right, people. You're listening to another episode of Stronger Together, recorded live from CrossFit Fort Pierce. One way to help us get stronger, keep us together, and most importantly, keep us getting stronger together. With articulate dialogue. The, the, uh, the, then I'm gonna. Uh, Jake. <clears throat> I've been trying to do this the whole time. He's choked up. <clears throat> um. What was the rest of the question? I just. I've been really enjoying talking Why did you just say your. And mutual respect that rises above all the bickering. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Have it's the true. ability to. to uh, well, I know it's true. That's why I said it. Fair. He's a very jealous person. Yeah, he is very pro masker when it comes to. Well, my to wife turns the lights on. We cover the hard topics that others shy away from. I had a Skittle today. It has it has a sequence on it. Oh, that's like that's like my therapy with the people who love the gym the most. I'm not getting paid for this, guys. You see, you know. <laughs> what up, gym people? People, that is. It's your boy. I finally found my computer charger, so it's time to do a podcast. So much going on in the coming weeks, we had to get to start communicating. Today, Tony joins me to talk about successful competition season what competition season means, and seriously, what success even means. We talk about a shift in the upcoming training programming and ways we could keep it cute during the holiday season. All of that content and less time than most of our wads take. Enough mobilizing. Let's get started. Okay, um, we've got a few things we want to talk about. Well, first off, let's just talk. Let me tell you how excited I am to have a podcast again. I can see it in your eyes. This is so exciting. Dude, all you had to do was ask. I have been. Passive aggressively, but I've been asking. Not a mind reader, honey. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) it hasn't even been a year. I always say uh, to all of uh, both my podcast wife and my marital wife, if I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. You don't have to remind me every day for the whole year. I'll get to it. <laughs> no, it is good to be back, and, and we've kind of tweaked the format to be able to bring more content more frequently, um, and we're excited about being able to connect. And there's been a lot of ways that the people in the gym have already been connecting, and we were talking earlier uh, off the podcast about uh, it being competition season. At least that's what it felt like to me, that it was competition season. I guess it became that. Um, one of the cool things about the competitions, at least at our gym, is coaches and members, athletes, pick competitions that they want to do and they rally their friends to be there with them. So I don't, I don't pick the competitions. Everyone else does. And somehow I get forced into doing it too. Uh, but it makes it a lot of fun and it turned it into a really fun competition season for our gym. And that's kind of neat to hear too, because even active as I might be, I I might assume that a competition is kind of top down driven, either from the cross, CrossFit Corporation or community, or from you as the owner. It's kind of neat to know that this is a bottom up type of process. It's really fun for me to watch it happen. Uh, personally, I, I'm not drawn to the competitions. I have fun once I'm there. But it's in my nature to want to avoid them. So as much as I lead everyone else, it's the members, it's the coaches that lead me to do the competitions. Otherwise, I would avoid them. See, and I had this for later, but since you've given that segue, let's start there. Um, as you're saying that, I'm like, if, if you avoid the competitions, I stand no chance. But I know that that's not what you're talking about. First, can you talk about how these competitions are constructive environments, even for non-RX athletes or beginners? What does a competition add? 
It adds a, a level of anxiety. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're doing a great job selling. Maybe we should stick with the bottom up from now on. It, it, it adds adrenaline is what it does. And it allows you to, to maybe push farther than you think you would, would, especially when you're on a team competition. It allows you to have protection of a um, partner that might have a, a stronger movement than you, so you don't have to worry about not being able to do that movement. But my favorite part about our competitions with our gym is everyone moves the same as if they're in the gym. It's really cool to see um, our movements, our gym's movements stand out to everyone else. Like everything we teach and we preach, they continue doing the same thing when they're out there on the competition floor. And that what makes me so happy. That's a great answer, but I think you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I think you're right. From my perspective, there's some other things. And I think part of the hard part about being you is that you're right, but we might be tired of hearing you. <laughs> and the opportunity that a competition <laughs> gives, um, gives the same thing that we get inside the gym. So in that way, it's exactly what you're saying. It's it's not something outside of the gym. It's a portable gym. It's, it's, it's a transportation of the gym community. But part of that then is also the other things that our gym provides. Extra accountability. You, a lot of these competitions are partner-wise, mm-hmm. right? Um, the incentive uh, for some of us that might be a little more seasonal in our exercise routines, it gives us the kind of cause, the reason to focus. Well, I was actually getting ready to say that, so you took the words right out of my mouth. You must be my uh, podcast wife. Having something to focus on, to train for, is a really big important factor of staying motivated. Some people sign up for 5K, some people surf, some people snowboard, some people mountain bike. Having something like a competition to train for, I can see a big motivation factor in the people in the gym. So mm. you're right on you're right on track. Mm. I want to expand the conversation a little bit because I remember uh, reading what you had to say after the competitions that it was a community event, but not just for the athletes that were participating. Yeah, really cool is we had so many. The last competition was in tradition. We had so many of our members, families, kids uh, show up and support and add so much energy, laughter, and cheering to the competition. Made it so fun. It was really cool that we've always had someone working out and always had a big group of a cheer section. Uh, Awesome, really cool feeling to sit back and watch that. Yeah, that's neat. And like you're saying, it's a testament of um, not stepping out of who we are as we're going to other places. And we've had some success, and you've said on every podcast that we've recorded back when we used to record podcasts. That's <laughs> a long, long time ago. But not a year. <laughs> that success is very relative. Not diminishing what that success is. For some of our athletes, there's been some first place, some second place. Uh, some people is just showing up and, and completing the workouts. Yeah. Like just being out there on the floor. Maybe they have never done that. Maybe it's been since yeah. high school. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge success to just get out there and do it. So how do we know about these competitions for those of us that might be interested in, in even asking more questions? Uh, normally, once uh, a coach or an athlete picks a competition, we write it um, right next to our PR board. So you'll see that there's something coming up. Uh, my plan is to do a better job of emailing out and maybe rallying information out there for people that want to be more involved with it and really focus on the community, people going out there together. Okay. 
All right. Sounds great. In terms of the ways that making adjustments, tweaks, having new incentives, rewards, things to focus on can help training for people first getting started or people that have been training for a while, we're going to be experiencing a shift in our everyday workout programming. Can you talk a little bit about that? First of all, I mean, some of us don't know that you're not just in a lab somewhere cooking up miserable experiences for us. Yeah. So I definitely do not program our programming. If I did, we would never deadlift, possibly never run. So it's important for me to have someone else program the workout. So I just don't do everything I'd love to do. So I don't just do everything I'd love to do. And uh, avoid everything I hate. So it's important for me, just like everyone else, to follow something that someone else is putting out there. That's hysterical because it's the same motivation I have, that I don't want to go to the gym and decide what I have to do so I show up and count <laughs> so on somebody else to I'm do just that. like you. I will definitely avoid the things I don't like to do. Mm-hmm. So it's nice of being put in front of me, and it makes me have to do it. We're talking to you, bro day cherry pickers. But every week's going to be a little bit different. So it's not just lifting every day. So you lift three days one week, two days the next. Um, should still be revolving, should still be engaged and fun. For me, um, there's been some issues on the back end of our, of our programming. But on the front end of it, I want to make sure that we're just providing the best experience for everybody. And I'm, I've noticed that maybe there's been a little shift in the morale around the workout. So I'm just trying to provide a better experience for myself and our coaches and our athletes, our members. Okay. On the ground level, what can we expect to be different? When does this start? Stuff it's, like that. Um, we, so we plan on starting on Monday. I'm putting everything in place now, communicating on the, on the back end. I don't know if you'll see any difference as a member, if you would notice the difference of coming in and not knowing if we were changing it. So maybe I'm going to ask you for feedback. Do you notice a difference? Are you having fun with it? It's good to know. Okay. You had mentioned that there might be, in a sense, a little less cardio that's not a paradigm shift of the gym. So what happens for those uh, that have either relied... You know, I have a friend who took a couple of weeks off because, you know, Thanksgiving... Um, this friend needs some cardio. How do you? How do we go about making sure that's still a priority for? So we will still have built-in time, and from what I'm gathering from the programming, really cool. We have um, this little mini pump sesh. So instead of just doing our after party, which everyone avoids, we're gonna hopefully have that time built in to our hour. And on that note, if you want that little extra ten minutes, if you rather not do. The body pump, you'd rather go on the bike for 10 minutes. We're hoping to have that built in a little better. Interesting. So there might be, you know, and we've seen that before. Like you're saying, it's not a drastic shift, but those times where there's segment A and segment B. Uh, well, well, you, you don't, you're not set up to avoid them. You're set up to do it all because we want to build muscle. We want to have strength. The more muscle we have, the more um, active our tissues are to burn calories, which means we burn fat. Mm-hmm. Having muscle is very important. Building muscle is very important. Now, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden all the girls are going to be so jacked they don't want to do CrossFit, but we still want to be strong for our muscles, our bones, our health, helps burn body fat. So having a little less intensity also might allow us to come in the next day a little bit more often. Maybe we won't be as tired, as sore, as fatigued. So there should be some benefits from the research that I've been doing. And 
to your invitation for feedback, but also for the reminder that's happening for, uh, you know, as long as we've been doing podcasts once a year, whether we need one or not, <laughs> um, our fitness is always about a long-term journey that should not only allow for, but encourage tweaks and experiments. We and, should always be adjusting something, nutrition, sleep, activity levels, maybe doing more, doing less, more strength training. I've changed my nutrition in different ways. I've trained my training in different ways to keep me engaged and want to keep showing up every day. Mm-hmm. It's important to adapt when you need to. Which I think would be a great podcast episode for April. Maybe not for December when we're heading into the holiday season when perhaps the goal here isn't um, you know stay cute but keep moving. I think it's important right now to stay cute, maybe not to get cute, right? Like stay, stay where you are. Oh my gosh. Wow. He does not only design shirts, he creates the slogans. Should that be our next slogan? Oh my God. Yeah. No kidding. But, But seriously though, right now, let's just get through the next three weeks. We have whatever we have left to the new year. We're going to definitely do a whole 30 and we'll do a meeting and I'll go into a full detail on my beliefs on that. Uh, but we'll get to that in another podcast, I'm sure. But just hang on and get through this month. Stay as motivated as possible. And hopefully big things are coming. But you got to work out and live for the next day so you can keep showing up. Keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the things that it affects me and maybe affects a couple other people listening during the holiday season is that when the extra stuff pops up, it's really hard to stay centered because it feels more like I'm chasing either the busy schedule or the family drama or the end of work, uh, end of the year work stress. Um, what are some things that, that you encourage to be able to stay cute? <laughs> I like that. I have a couple tips, I guess you would call them. Uh, one is maybe try to avoid bringing the junk food home. Make your, your home a sanctuary. Talk about the junk food real quick. What junk is the food, junk food? Junk, junk, junk. Junk food. <clears throat> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Try not okay. to bring your junk food home. Okay. Um, you know, make your home your sanctuary. Try not to bring that stuff home. If, you, if someone has extra, don't bring it home. Just let them have it. Um, so uh, have, if you know you have a party in the evening, maybe you intermittent fast, skip breakfast, have a lunch uh, eat dinner before going to the party, and then you might be deterred from eating as much junk food at that time. Okay. So, again, that was one piece of advice, but so far you haven't started with avoid it. I don't, I don't think that's realistic for most people. Uh, I don't avoid it. I avoid eating it as much as possible, but this is the season of being social. Everyone's going to refocus in January. So enjoy yourself, but try not to let yourself go. Because mm-hmm. once you get off the wagon, once you're off the rails, it's so much harder to get back on. Why but, are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you're across from me. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> back up a little bit. <laughs> that was too close. That was the nutrition, and, and I appreciate that. What about um, in terms of the exercise and the movement? What are some things that you're doing through the next you know, 25 days? If you know that you're having a bad day, you cannot, meaning in, in eating-wise, you cannot outrun, out-cardio, out-move the bad food. So by no means am I telling you 
exercise more so you can eat more. But if you know you're not doing well, try to get more movement in. Walking, uh, playing sports, biking. Just try to move more, showing up to the gym a little bit more. You'll notice the attendance is down in December. It's always that way every year. Try to move a little bit more and focus on eating well when you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. It, you know, being uh, through this a few different times in a couple of different ways, there's been Christmas seasons where the routine has been the priority and then other times where it hasn't been. And so the opportunity to kind of be as centered as I possibly can is a is important to me. So I appreciate that. We, the ha- we all have family, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you don't be around your family. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Just because we're CrossFitters and we're different, we, do, we eat different things and we speak a different way, doesn't mean we can't go enjoy the people we love. Okay. And in, and in closing, can you do the one about you know 70%? Because I think this is important too. If we're going to be eating a little bit differently or working out uh, in a different season, perhaps it's more fair to have different expectations than going in and PRing all of the wads. Well, since we only have a yearly podcast, yes, I, I think it's it. important to get as much information in uh, as I possible. I agree. So if you work out 90% effort three days a week, my quick math tells me that's 270. You're such a liar. That's not quick math. You've got a calculator literally I do have right a calculator. there. If you work out 70% six days a week, it adds up to 420. I didn't make that up. We're going to lose sponsors. I can feel it. Okay. So you get double the amount of effort for backing off your intensity and your effort yeah. for, for a couple days to allow yourself. So if you average 70% effort every time you get in the gym – you're ending up giving more energy to working out. So it's a lot better than giving 90% three days a week. And perhaps if we're agreeing with what we said earlier, and hopefully we will, um, success is relative and, and not diminished. It's just always relative. Perhaps the success is, you know what? We got four, five, even three, two, three, you know, compared to what it could be, we got these days of 70% and that's something to be excited about so that we're not avoiding the rest of the season. We're enjoying it. Exactly. And also success is not only relative to the person, but it's the person and what season they're in. Um, Maybe there's stressors at home or lifestyle like the holidays. Some days you just have to accept the wins and not be so critical of yourself. And I'm speaking that from experience, from being critical of myself. We have to be much kinder to ourselves. Not to say that we have to let us be so kind that we fall off the rails, but we have to be kinder to the point where we accept little wins, little victories. And that little voice in our head needs to speak to ourselves a little bit kinder. Well, this has been fun. We should do it again. Yeah, see you guys in March. There it is, Jeeple. Hope you got something out of it. Speaking of competitions, there's something on the board at the gym about a softball game beginning in next year, so make sure to check that out while you're grabbing your hot-off-the-presses CrossFit merch. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. There's a little bit extra for those of you like me that didn't pre-order. Listen, I know we have much more to talk about, so Tony and I will be back next week with a special guest segment featuring Coach Carey. I know that sounds like a joke, but it's not. She'll be joining us with details about the Christmas party, which will be Friday, December 16th at 7 p.m., so make sure you check out next week's podcast. The following week, Coach Charlie will join us. Okay, so that one's kind of a joke. We're still uh, working out the negotiations. All of the faithful people out there, we need a Christmas miracle.
Until then, I'm Neil Watkins reminding you to eat well, do good, and in between, don't forget to make a little time to be bad.